Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to tune into this week's podcast. This week is a treat. We have five people sharing for five minutes on what God is doing in their life. We encourage you to share, to like, to subscribe to our podcast. So let's not wait any longer and let's jump right into our five for five. Now, this is what I hope that we recognize. So everything that they say is going to be good, and we need to cheer them on. We need to be excited for them. We have to encourage them, because typically, they don't have a microphone in this context to speak, okay? So, uh, but I promise you, they'll be good. We rehearsed it yesterday. I've sat with them two or three times over the past few weeks. It's going to be good. But what I would hope that we would walk away with today is that God speaks to all of us, not just myself, or not just Pastor Ron who spoke last week, or not just Pastor Paul. We don't need a pastor name, or a pastor context in front of our name, or a theology degree that for God to speak to us. Okay? God can speak to every one of us, and He wants to. And God is speaking to these five in the same way that I believe that He can speak to all of us. But I believe that this morning, God's going to speak to us through them. So if this is your very first time at Discovery Church, get ready. You are in for a treat. If this is your 40th time at Discovery Church, get ready. You are in for a treat. Are you ready? Are you ready, church? I I think that's a little bit better. But I think you need to stand to your feet and give these these five, I'll introduce them. We have have Sheree. We have Jackson. We have, I want to like like duck, duck, goose up here. Uh, We have Darwin, Deanne, and Shay. Okay, come on! Let me pray for them, and they're going to jump right into this. God, we just give you so much praise and so much thanks right now. God, speak to all hearts, speak to our minds, that what they say will transform our lives. In your name, amen. Shay, take us away. Thanks, Lauren. Well, I can speak on behalf of everyone here, um, at least us five, that we are so thankful um, that we get this five minutes just to... Oh, my five minutes is starting. Okay, never mind. We're thankful, so thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so have you ever read something in the Bible and it just seems like it is not lining up with your current circumstance, um, what you're walking through, what you're going through in life? Um, that was me a couple weeks ago. I um, was just in my car having an honest conversation with God and... I just realized home life was a little, you know, it just wasn't making sense for me <laughs> a little bit. And some past fears and anxieties were coming up. And I just had a moment where um, I just kind of felt overwhelmed. And I had a friend speak into my life, and she just spoke this verse over me. And um, the verse is uh, in Isaiah 6, verse 3. He will replace your ashes for a crown of beauty. And um, if I'm honest with you, I'd like to say that, like, in that moment, boom, everything was great. <laughs> I prayed, and it was just my, everything went away, my fears and anxieties, and home life was just simple and clean, but um, it wasn't. <laughs> so I uh, went home that day and had an honest conversation, and I was just like, yeah, um, okay, God, like, this is not lining up with my current circumstance right now. <laughs> but um, I had to remember that when this promise is written, Um, in Isaiah. It was actually reserved for Jesus one day to later proclaim in the New Testament. And centuries later, um, Jesus went down to his hometown in Nazareth. And on the Sabbath day, a day where you're actually not even supposed to be preaching or doing any type of work, he went into um, the temple and he spoke from the scroll of Isaiah. And in Luke 4.18 it says, this is Jesus speaking, 
And P.S. This is like a mic drop moment. This is like a pretty, you know, big deal. <laughs> and at, uh, in Luke 418, it just says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And have you ever felt like you were blinded um, by life and just couldn't see what was in front of you or couldn't see um, what the future is going to look like or just felt heavy by something that is in your life? And in that moment when I was in the car, I found myself relating to the people in that temple that day. I um, just felt captive by the destruction in my life and just things that were going on. And more often than not, I have to let God's promises speak louder than my circumstances. Um, And later down in the verse, we read uh, that these captives in um, the temple are finally set free by faith. They decide that they're going to choose joy instead of being captive. They're going to be clothed in robes of righteousness. And they're going to be crowned with beauty. Their ashes are finally turned into something better than they can ever imagine. We have to choose his promises over our emotions. And as humans, we are very emotional people. It is just how we are designed, how we are created. It's a beautiful thing, but also can be kind of annoying. (laughs) And so um, I have to live a life that is based off of his promises and not my emotions sometimes, most times. And I can't think of one moment where God wasn't faithful to me. And I can't think of one time where he hasn't been faithful and hasn't been there. And he will turn your mourning into dancing. And he will turn your sorrow into praise. And that's a promise that will never fail. And at the end of the verse, we just read at the bottom, it says, They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord, for the display of his splendor. And in Hebrew, when I was researching this, um, oak tree just means strong and mighty and wise. And I'm still in the process of becoming a lot of these things. And we all are. But um, where are you at today? Do you believe that God can take your current circumstance? Maybe it's a bad diagnosis. Maybe it's a separation with your spouse. Or maybe it's um, just confusion or just anxiety or, or depression. But can you believe for one moment that Jesus can exchange that for something beautiful? Yeah. That he can yeah, take yeah. you from disparity yeah. and bring splendor for his name. Yeah. And I might not know the exact outcome of where I'm going to be and where my past and my pain is going to take me, but I know if I place it in the hands of my Lord, given to God, that he will make it into something strong, mighty, and beautiful, like an oak tree. Because that's a promise that is made. And I am five seconds early, so like... I know I don't know everybody here, but I do know one thing. We're all imperfect people in pursuit of a perfect God. We all have imperfections. And we're all broken, but when we let that brokenness become our identity and we identify with it, we're not agreeing with what God says over our lives. On the inside, I always thought I knew that God was slightly displeased with me, maybe even a little disgusted, and maybe he just saw me as a project that needed fixing. One of my big issues is that I struggle with my identity and who God made me to be. I think if we're honest, that's where many of our problems come from. We don't know who we are. We cover up our insecurity and our inability to receive love with fake intimacy. We post on social media until our personhood feels built up, and we constantly do things we know are wrong, soothe ourselves with addictions and empty relationships, 
to feel loved, and to feel that we exist. All the while, God is telling us something completely different. He's telling us who we are in him. You'll become what you think God thinks of you. We must align his thoughts about us with our thoughts about us. He doesn't want to call out your sin. He wants to call out your identity and who you were made to be. As you walk in this, sin has no more power. He's speaking over us. Actually, he's speaking. It's not this weird ethereal thing. A father wants to talk to his children. I've really been just stepping into this journey of listening to God's voice over the past few years, and what he said has altered the course of my life. Okay, so a while ago, I had this dream, and I promise I'm not this weird mystical person. It was just a dream like any other dream, and I woke up, and it was a normal day. But in order to explain the dream, I sort of have to tell you a weird fact about myself. I absolutely love plants. So, (laughs) Lord knows. Uh, In my basement a few years ago, I had a gigantic grow tent. And inside of it, I grew orchids. (laughs) And (laughs) we had this guy come over, and he was just in our basement uh, fixing our Wi-Fi. And I don't know why I went downstairs. I didn't know he was there. I walk down the stairs, and I look over, and he just looks at me. And we both look at the tent. <laughs> we both, it's like eight by eight feet, giant black tent with light pouring out of it. <laughs> I didn't show him inside. I just walked back upstairs. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, in the dream, I was in this old western town. And I walked over into this saloon, and for some reason, this saloon was filled with plants. I don't know why. But I was looking through it, and I was like, whoa, these plants are cool. I want them all. And I was, like, looking around. (laughs) That's just a weird Jackson thing. But I looked under all this greenery, and there's this little crate. It looked like something you would hold apples in or something. And in it, there was a bunch of little oak seedlings. And I just picked one up in the dream and then woke up. Then I went on with my day, and then a few weeks later, my grandpa comes to my house. He has this little pot, and in it, there's a little seedling oak tree. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. My mind immediately went back to that dream. And through a series of circumstances, I came across Isaiah chapter 61. It's super beautiful. You should read it. But yeah, it's really good. But it just talks about how God's raising up a people that are going to be called oaks of righteousness. And God just spoke to me. He said, he promised I was righteous without blemish in his eyes. And it was a gift, just like my grandpa giving me that little oak tree. I didn't earn it or deserve it. But through that dream and through God speaking to me, he spoke it to my heart. And that's where it needed to be. Now in the dream, there's a crate of oak seedlings. And God just sort of showed me this last week. It's sort of obvious. But he's been showing me that I need to tell each one of you, that if you believe Jesus and receive what he did on the cross, that you're one of those oaks. I don't care what kind of sin cycles you're trapped in. I don't care what you believe about yourself. If you're lonely, depressed, anxious, bitter, you're whole in his eyes. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. You can't get more righteous than that. Isn't it crazy how he can speak to you 
at some of the weirdest places that just don't make sense, but you know it's him. I just want to invite you into this crazy adventure of hearing his voice. As you receive what he says over you, you can expect to be completely changed and filled with his righteousness, peace, and joy. To some of you right now, those are just words that you hear, and they sound sort of floofy. But I promise that when God speaks to, to you, he'll move from your head to your heart, and it'll just change your life. So thanks for listening to me, everybody. In our lives, we all have friends, neighbors, co-workers, even relatives who have holes in their hearts or an empty feeling in their lives. In the community we create here, in our family, here at Discovery Church, we can and do build each other up to allow God to fill those holes and fulfill our life purpose. When I was younger, I thought I was in control of everything and able to overcome every obstacle life threw at me. But when my daughter was born with a genetic syndrome that had very serious impacts on her health and comfort, I needed strength and hope that was beyond my ability. I was a new believer, and I was able to receive what I needed to be a father to my daughter and was able to see an eternity where she could feel no pain and be made whole. A few years later, my marriage ended, and once again, I needed faith to give me strength and purpose to keep my life from spiraling out of control. It was in the community of my church, through inspired conversations with friends, that I was able to keep a healthy perspective on my new life. My experiences had left my belief in God's ability to heal and strengthen believers very strong. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, we read, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So I was in a place where I believed in the impact of God in my life and others in my church. But what about those outside the community of our church? And what about those who don't believe in Christ? Well, here at Discovery Church, I started asking myself if I was doing enough to reach those outside of the, of the church family, and also to those who maybe don't believe in God. Well, I've had the joy to see some friends come out to be with us here who, to be honest, I didn't believe would respond to an invitation from me. I realized now that I had made God too small. He had been big enough to impact me and the people I knew in the community of my church, but not big enough to reach those 
outside. I knew that everyone we know in our lives not connected to a community of believers can receive the same comfort and healing that I personally experienced. We can reach out to those we know who are not connected and see them find the one and only true source of comfort that exists. So I ask, who do you want to see receive comfort? On your chairs, you can find an invite that looks like this. Place them in your wallet and give them out is what may turn out to be the best invite they ever receive. This card could change your son's life. It could change a coworker's life. It could change a friend's life. If it had not been for the community and friendship I found in a church, I don't know how I would have responded when my daughter was born with such a serious condition. I do not know where my life may have gone when my marriage ended. Discovery Church could become the family and community those people in your life need to be made whole. There's this uh, scripture that's also a song. It's rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. If you've not heard that before, then that's fine. But um, it says always, and rejoice in the Lord always. I'm like, it's got to be something wrong with that because maybe sometimes that sounds better because you mean there's always something. I wish I could see your faces. I just wish I could see your faces, but I can't. you. Speak, Lord, or your servant's listening. There's always something that will make me not want to rejoice. I wanted to rejoice, and I did, when I received an engagement ring 19 years ago. I was so excited to receive an engagement ring from the love of my life. But what about a week later when I got diagnosed with transverse myelitis? It set me on a path that nearly destroyed me and my faith in God and everything that I knew. And so if we know that life is not going to be void of pain or suffering, how is it today that I can sing, rejoice in the Lord always? Clearly my circumstance didn't change overnight. It was back in 2012, my father-in-law invited me to go on a missions trip. And I was excited to say yes, because that was kind of cool. We went to Uganda, Africa, it was where we were going. And I said yes, but I was convinced, you see, that God would heal me before I went. Why? Well, first of all, Uganda was not wheelchair-friendly. That was obvious. But the reason that really made me realize that God was going to heal me was because my health issues. The wheelchair, I'm fine. I can get thrown around like a sack of potatoes. I'm good with that, as you you saw. But it was my health And I knew that it wasn't possible unless God would heal me. And just to give you a little glimpse, my bathroom routine at the time took two hours was a minimum. So you see, God, this is not possible. If you heal me, then I'll go and tell the world about your overcoming power. A few days away from going to Uganda, no healing came. 
And I started to have this harsh reality that my circumstance was not going to change. But God, don't you see that this is not going to work if you don't heal me? So I'm in the bathroom crying it to God, probably on my third hour. I know you see me. And if you cared about me, you would take this. Waking up the next morning, I read my devotional because I needed something. Because this trip is happening. My devotional read all my tears. The scripture, Psalms 56 and 8. You keep track of all my sorrows. Collect each tear in your bottle. The devotion went on to say, you know, that it's a common misconception that if God doesn't rescue us from our pain, it means that he doesn't know we're suffering. Okay, you win. On a plane to Uganda, not understanding how this was possible. We arrive, and it's such an amazing uh, invitation, and it was just amazing. I get out of the airport, and I'm on my way to the destination. I look around, and I see poverty. I see my own weaknesses, and I'm already starting to have anxiety about my health. Crying all the way home, thinking, God, please, can I go back to Canada? I've made a mistake. We've made a mistake. Waiting to speak at the host home the first when we arrived. My father-in-law, he turns to me and he says, Boy, have you made an impression. I don't understand. And because I, I told him exactly what I just told you. He said, well, I was in the other car on the way home. And the pastor I was with cried all the way home too. But he said, what is this that I'm seeing? This girl, she's got so much joy, but she's in a wheelchair. And in our culture, you know, that doesn't make sense to us. God, I understand it now. I understand. Because when I praise you and I rejoice in the Lord always, when my circumstances do not line up with what I'm feeling, God, your glory shines all the more. And you understand that, don't you, God? Because you cried out the night before you were crucified. God, if it be that this cup be passed from me. My life does not. A bed of roses. But it's when I rejoice and praise God in my pain. He gets the glory. He gets the glory. And while praising the Lord may not change your circumstances, but it sure changes your perspective. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, does anyone here watch reality TV? I know I love, I love reality TV. It's just, I just I feel like when I watch it, I can just like escape for a little bit and just like be in, consumed in someone else's drama. Um, so I was watching this Netflix show a few months ago where these five guys go into people's lives and they make over and just like renovate their lives and it's just, it's like amazing. And so in this one episode, they're going to go into a church to renovate it. And on the way to the church, one of the guys was talking about his, rela- his relationship with religion as a child. He said, I can understand how Jesus loves me, but I, just, I, I can't get that impression. I never got that impression from the church. Later on in the show, as they're about to step into the church, 
You can you see, you see this man, he can't even step into this empty church building. He just, he just had this fear of condemnation. And I just, I had to, I had to rewind it and play it like multiple times because like, wow, this is like the most realness I've ever seen on reality TV. Like, I, like, I can relate to this. Like, I, like, I get it. I've grown up in a Christian church. I've grown up in a Christian family. I've been in the church, been to Christian schools, and I love it. But I've always dealt with these overwhelming feelings of just shame and unworthiness. I've never felt like a good enough Christian. Some days, even now, I wake up not wanting to go to church because whatever happened the week before, I don't feel like worthy to even be here. And worshiping, and I can't even raise my hands to worship because. I just, I'm just paralyzed by the weight of my own sin, and it just it feels so heavy. I don't know if you've ever felt like this. Maybe you even feel like this right now. Maybe you know someone who's at home because they're just, they're just bound by shame and don't feel like they need to clean up before they come into the presence of God. The shame and unworthiness I felt led me to believe that I could erase my sin with my own good works. Like, what Jesus did on the cross was a part work, and I had to work the rest of my life making sure my good works measured up to my bad works, so maybe, hopefully, I would be saved at the end of the day when Jesus came. I hadn't had a full revelation of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. His once and for all sacrifice. Those three words, it is finished. I knew it in my head. I've been to the Easter musical more times than I can count in both my hands, but it hadn't dropped in my heart. It hadn't affected my life. I had to let God overwhelm me with his kindness, his forgiveness, his grace. Grace is something we can never earn, something we don't deserve. It's a free gift we receive by faith, which is also given. At the very moment we believe in the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus, we are saved, forgiven, justified, and we are righteous. And he sees us as children of God in his eyes. It's like the Stevie Wonder song, Signs, Sealed, Delivered. That's what we are when we come into faith in Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus has covered our sins, past, present, and future. So when we feel those feelings of shame and unworthiness, we can confess our sins and let God's grace overwhelm us all the more. We can remind ourselves that we are children of God. 1 John 3.20 says, Even if we feel guilty... God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Meaning he knows every detail of your life, every sin that you try to hide and cover up. He sees it, and he says, come to me. Right now where you are, you are fully known and fully loved. I needed to let this truth of what God says rule my heart and mind. More than what, how I felt, I need to let his truth be the main thing. I've been saved by grace through faith. I'm not being saved, I am saved. I need to let God's grace affect me and change the way I live and change the way I see people. Uh, Today, I just want to let you guys know that God's grace is here and it's available to everyone. God's grace is for your friends who think they might be struck by lightning when they come into a church. God's grace is for the person who's been in the church for 22 years and has never felt good enough. We need to make sure that no one misses out on this revelation of God's grace. The world is in need of God's grace. You can see it. If you're here right now and you want to accept the free gift of God's salvation, I just want to give you that opportunity right now. And I'm, I'm just going to pray if you just want to repeat in your mind. Um, God, I just want to I just thank you for your once and for all sacrifice and that we don't have to strive anymore because you sit down at the right hand of God. I thank you that you've forgiven my sins, dear God, and that I'm righteous in your eyes. And I, I, 
I just, I just, I'm just so overwhelmed by your grace. I'm so thankful, and that I can, we get to do good works for you that you created beforehand for us to do, and that we can live in eternity for you, and we don't have to worry anymore about whether we are saved or not. Because when we believe in you and proclaim your name, we are saved. Amen. Come on, why don't you put your hands together for our five for five? Why don't you stand to your Thanks for taking the time to listen to our five for five. If any of these stories have impacted your life in any way, we'd love to hear about it. Send us a message through our website at mydiscoverychurch.ca. Have a great week.